Hello, welcome to our drone show at Microsoft Garage. My name is Guada Casuso. And my name is Bram Benisader. And today we're going to be talking about two main topics. One is the certification. Uh, as you know, the FAA started regulating the drones uh, activity last month and uh, a couple of months ago. And in fact, I had the chance to go through the examination and uh, we wanted to share that with you. And we will also be talking about... Um, I'm going to talk to you about how to get started um, hacking your AR Parrot drone 2.0 and running commands from it directly from your computer. Fantastic. So starting with the first one uh, is let's talk about the regulations and basically how you get the certification for commercial drones applications today. Uh, the FAA is uh, the main administrator of the aerial space in the United States. And one of the things that uh, you can see in their site is that they have a full section around uh, unmanaged aerial systems, UIBs, UAS, or drones itself. So if you go there, basically, you have all the guidance that you need in order to get that certification. Why it's not loading now? Here we go. Okay, <laughs> so if you go there, I think that there are main, uh, main areas of the site that you should check it out. The first one is the summary of the rule itself, what you have to consider, like how old you have to be to mm -hmm. uh, manage a drone in a commercial scenario. Of course, this is out for uh, hobbyists or people that is doing educational usage or research in our case. So, uh, and this is also different than the registration of the drones itself that is another requirement this is to get a remote pilot license so sharing my experience first of all you have all this information in the faa site and all the content is there in fact you have the summary of the rule there you have the uh, circular advisors and you have a lot of test preparation material that you can use in order to understand how to perform the tests. What it was very useful for me, in fact, was use what uh, the guys from T3DR, in fact, they put all the content together that I think it's super, super good because what they put is, uh, first of all, a guidance of what is the overview of the exam. And uh, then they have some study guides practice test and the place where you can get like uh, the locations of the test centers that are in the United States. So sharing my experience with you and we're going as always to share these links with you too is how this works is uh, you have to study and if you are not in the aerospatial a space, I will say that can be uh, demanding. So you will have to invest probably like eight to 10 hours, maybe a week. It depends on uh, how much time or how deep you want to go in the content. Um, and the exam basically is distributed in sections around regulations. As I was telling you, like what are the places where you can fly? How old you have to be? What are the different behaviors of a person that uh, is like, I don't know, 
machism or um, too optimistic about a fly in itself. Second thing that you are going to find is weather information. So you have to be able to read METAR and TAR that I call that they are like kind of data frames that uh, you have to parse and understand airport locations, uh, what is like the valid date of that weather sample, uh, visibility, how the winds are, how the clouds are, and then you will have some updates as well. And another area that is very important to consider is how we interpret uh, cartography and mapping. So you will have to basically analyze uh, an area and be able to set if it is what aerial spatial class is, if it is uh, B, D, C, G, and manage or no, uh, what are the frequencies that uh, that area is managing for the communication towers itself. So. What I was expecting, in fact, was to do some like practice or mm -hmm. like we're asking about like how you fly the drone, where are the controllers? And I was very, very surprised about no questions around that and more around like the legal things mm -hmm. and waiver things and hours for operation and then more on the weather and the, um, as I said, more uh, the cartography side. Mm. Okay, so how you have to interpret. So very interesting for me was a lot of complementary knowledge that I will help my, my flights, I'm sure. And uh, as we move forward in Microsoft with several projects in the drone space, it's very important to have the commercial license. I'm sure you will have that need very soon too. So uh, as always, uh, after we publish this episode, we will put all the links that you can follow to prepare to your exam and please feel free to ask questions reach out to us we have several people in the in the team that has passed the exam abram is in the in the line too and Divya as well and jacob so we are more than happy to help you get a successful result so with this uh, i'm going to hand over you and ask you to tell us more about your scenario that i think is awesome. interesting isn't it yeah so you mentioned that First question before you jump, you mentioned you're going to be using AR 2.0. Yeah, AR 2.0. Perfect. Yeah. So um, we're going to show you two things today, I guess. Uh, the first one is how to run commands on your AR 2.0 directly from your command line, um, which will give you a lot more optionality in terms of programming your drone. And then we're also going to connect you, show you how to connect your AR drone to your home network through your router. Um, which will allow you to do lots of things like control it remotely or be able to actually do distributed computing on it because the processing power on board is actually quite weak. But if you connect it to you know, off-board computers or a cloud service, for example, which we might get to in the future, um, it kind of opens up the world of possibilities of what you can do with your That's job. That's right. So that means that I can be at the office or like, I don't know, in, in a hack in a hackathon like in Paris or any place and I can like pilot my drone from there if it's yeah wrong. in theory once you have it connected to your um, home router it is connected to the internet and so as long as you set up the correct securities you should be able to connect to it from wherever and watch your dog annoy your roommates whatever yeah. you really want with your drone that's very or do more interesting um, projects with it yeah that's that's very very neat and, and I'm thinking in the scenarios because in, in the case in which you want to do remote flying, mm -hmm. you would probably need to have your drone powered on and with enough battery yeah. to 
piloted, but exactly. I'm thinking that today as we are progressing with these landing pads that are more like charging pads, exactly. in fact, when you start linking both the scenarios mm -hmm. can be very interesting. Yeah, so there's yes. a lot more that would go into setting that up, but this would definitely be the first step in getting that one. Fantastic, and what are you using for the programming part? Um, so what we're using to control the drone is a Node.js project called Nodecopter. Yep. Um, it's open source, available online, um, right here is its landing page. Um, and it's basically a layer on top of the SDK, which allows for some really powerful um, options and allows you to get up and running with scripts very quickly, um, which makes it a really cool option to use. Um, so I guess I'll get started with how to set everything up. Yep. So the first thing you need to do is have um, Node.js and the NPM uh, packet manager installed on your computer. So you're just going to run a sudo, oh, sudo apt-get install Node.js and NPM. As you can see, um, I already have these installed, yep. um, but you should, you'll install those. And then the next thing you're going to want to run is npm ins install um, your AR drone package. I also have this already installed, but you're going to get that set up. Um, so once you have this set up, you're ready to start writing scripts. Um, you can come here and go through the AR drone um, package site, and you can look at all the different commands you can call. Um, there are also on the Nodecopter website, there are some sample scripts you can get started with. I have already written a just little intro script that we can look at. Um, so it's going to make sure that you have the right um, packages installed. It's going to create your client, which controls your AR drone through the SDK. Um, and then what we're going to do is tell it to take off, turn clockwise, do a little yaw dance, and then land back down. Um, just a quick heads up, my drone sitting over there has crashed quite a few times, so the sensors need some calibration, <laughs> so it might not fly as planned. Um, but this is just this will give you a little idea of what you can do with it. So the final thing you need to do before you fly it is connect to your drone. Um, so you, if you open your Wi-Fi, which you can't see because I'm doing it on my other screen, you should see an AR drone 2 underscore and then some series of numbers, which is your drone ID. Um, I just click to it, and it can't connect to the network. So I'm going to have to restart my um, drone really quickly to make that work because it's been sitting here. Um, as you can see, this is quite a hacky process. Yeah. Lots of fun making it work, but definitely rewarding when you get it to. Yeah, and, do and what something you would that like. I like from that drone, in fact, is the possibility that you have to fly in indoors because it doesn't need a GPS because exactly. it uses the horizontal camera, right? Yeah. So um, it can capture that. Yeah. Exactly. So this is a great drone as we as it starts up. Again, it's a great drone for hacking on because it's $200. It's really cheap and lightweight. Not going to break a lot of stuff. It has an HD front-pointing camera and an ultrasonic vertical camera. Yep. Um, it has 
accelerometer, uh, three-axis accelerometer and gyroscope. So it basically has all the basics, and it has Wi-Fi, so it has all the basics you need to get um, started That's hacking. Awesome. Yeah. So now that it's um, up and running, I'm just going to navigate to my code. Um, and so you can see I have my script saved here. So you're just going to run this, and you should see it take off and run the script. So didn't do the dance, but it did take off, turn right, and then land back down. Um, so that gives you an idea. It's just a quick little getting started script to show that you can run from your command line. Uh, Great. So, so if I understand what you said is you, you first of all, your development environment mm -hmm. is Node, NPM, and you're yeah. just using a Windows computer. You can use a Mac or whatever. Yeah, you can do it Windows, Mac, whatever. Linux, anything you want. Fantastic. That's what I like about Node is like you can really, uh, it's very portable among that things. On, and then what you do is you connect your computer to the Wi-Fi of the drone. Yeah. It has their own Wi-Fi. Exactly. So that connects one, and then basically yeah. you are ready to run the script, and the script is a Node.js program that exactly. basically consumes the APIs of the platform. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. It has, Super it, you, simple. You're running one-to-one -one on its Wi-Fi network, um, and it, your Node, the Node package actually has the default drone IP in it yep. directly, so you don't even have to deal with that. So it lets you get up and running really quickly, and you have access to a lot of the sensors on board if you want. So I wasn't using that in that example, but you could, in theory, pull video feeds. You could pull ultrasonic. You could pull gyro um, cool. and do lots of stuff, set up autonomous flight, and have a lot of fun with it hacking around. So the next thing we want to do um, is, so to do this, we're connected one-to-one -one on its Wi-Fi network. Yep. So if you really want to open up the world, you want to be able to connect to it over the internet. So that's the next thing that we're going to show you how to do. Nice. Um, unfortunately, I can't do this live because we're here at Microsoft, and the CorpNet here has a lot more security protocols that um, the way we have it set up won't work. But I can show you how to get things set up. Um, so in order to connect that to your home network, you need WPA support for um, authentication, yep. um, and you need to install that. Luckily, um, the, there is a Git repo um, by at um, Dara Osin, who has set up basically the um, he's cross compiled the WPA supplicants and written some install scripts that you can use to yep. basically get this up and running on your drone very quickly. Um, so you don't really have to deal with these. Um, annoying things to get set up. So the first thing you want to do is uh, clone this repo um, onto your local machine. So you just do git clone and then give it your address. I already have the, this cloned onto my local machine. So I'm going um, to... Go directly to the directory, yeah. Yeah, this is... There we go. Um, Okay, so we are now in here. You can see we have our Git repo in, um, locally cloned. So the first thing you want to do is run script install, um, which is going to basically install the WPA um, supplicant files on your drone. 
Um, you do need to be connected to your drone's network directly before you run the script install. Yep. Um, and then you'll get the WPA supplicant installed um, notification. The next thing you want to do is script connect, which is um, going to basically allow you to give your network information. So the first thing you're going to give is, in quotes, my network. Uh, so you're going to give it your network. Uh -huh. um, yep. Then you're going to give it a dash p flag, and you're going to give it your uh, network's password. Mm -hmm. Once you have that, um, you're going to give it two addresses. So the first address is the address that you're going to connect to once you are on your um, connected to your router. This is how you're going to find your drone again. Um, and connect to it directly through the internet. So um, you're going to sign in an IP. Um, just make sure you give it something that isn't already taken. So something like this would be perfect. Um, and then the last thing you need to give it is the drone's actual current IP address. This is where this command is going to be sent. Uh, your AR drone defaults to 198.162.1.1. Uh, this will fail because yeah, it's not, it's not um, going to allow it to. Well, you might not see that it fails here, but it won't actually connect to. Well, that's a fake network, and it's not going to be able to connect to CorpNet. But on a regular home router, it should be fine. Um, once it runs, I'm just going to kill this because it. Well, there we go. Um, so once it actually runs, you will actually see your router, your drone, kick you off of its network. You'll get yeah. a connection closed by foreign host. Um, and your drone will now connect automatically to your home router. Um, and then you should now connect your computer to your home router. And the final thing you need to do is uh, Telnet into it. So yeah. you just go Telnet, you give it um, one nine. Uh, That's the wrong one, right? Yeah. I actually messed up these addresses. It should have been 192.168. Um, but anyway, you would go to 192.168.0.69, um, which is the address that you have assigned it to go to on your router. Yep. When you hit Enter, it's not going to work here again. But you should basically now um, be connected directly into your drone's Linux environment. So you can poke around. You can CD and LS. Cool. You can see all of the files on it. You can, it doesn't have a lot of memory or computational power, so keep that in mind. But you can install and mess around with it. Um, you will basically be in a big sandbox now. Yeah. So the last thing you might want to do, um, totally optional, but you can set a default gateway. So. Um, and you go default GW, you give it your router's IP, so um, whatever that might be. Um, uh, so you need to know your router's IP to give it to this. But then once you do that, you can set the default gateway, and it will make it a little bit easier next time you want to connect to your router. Sure. That's um, cool. So from here, we're basically directly connected into our drone. and. In the future, we can look into running scripts from it remotely um, or connect sending data from it to an offline service such as Azure.
That's very interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Even more that uh, we didn't mention that, but uh, that you work on the Azure team. Yeah. And part of how we are going to be moving forward here is to integrate all these scenarios to Azure itself. Exactly. Definitely, this is a very, very interesting world because uh, the possibility of just interact with a Linux distribution. Right. And you can do basically unlimited applications. Right. On that. Yeah. That's, so. that's very, very cool. Well, I'm really looking forward to see how this evolves. I think you and Divya are working for the next step episode yeah. where you are going to be integrating everything full to Azure. Yeah, so the, the idea is to hopefully get this connected to some Azure services, maybe pull data off it using Service Bus or, you know, do some connect it to Cortana. Who knows? Oh, the the awesome. options are really unlimited. But Love um, it. yeah, so we're pretty excited about where this project might go. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And and again, is let's try to put all these together in the summary so yeah, people absolutely. can access and, and can ask questions as always. This is a community, so I'm happy to see these projects growing. Thank you so much, Bram. And with that, uh, I'm going to say to you thanks so much for uh, being, staying with us and being with us this month. And I hope you have a great holiday season. And uh, I will probably be connected next time for a different continent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. still speaking in English, but uh, hopefully we will switch in languages <laughs> very soon too. <laughs> so again, thank you so much. And as I always say, uh, fly safe. <laughs>